Hey toy photographers, do you want the chance to win the awesome LEGO Creator Gingerbread House just in time for the holidays? Then you don't want to miss the latest contest we have going on right now at toyphotographers.com. The rules are simple, create an engaging photo that shows us what family means to you. Entries must be submitted to our MeWe community by December 15th using the hashtag TP underscore photo challenge underscore family. And as always, all toy brands are welcome. You can find all of the details and terms on our website, toyphotographers.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and this week I'm joined for another one of our themed episodes with my good friend from Sweden, Christina Alexanderson. Christina, welcome back to the show. How are you doing this week? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm kind of fine, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least I think I am. It's really great, and I haven't done any photography, and I realize that today when I'm supposed to do this podcast with you. How are you, James? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay, too. You know, it's, uh, it's been a, a busy month. Um, people have probably noticed there haven't been really podcast episodes the last couple of weeks, and uh, things have just been busy. I got really, really sick at the beginning of this month, so that didn't help things. And then it's also like the busiest time of year right now at my job, and then the holidays are coming. So it's just kind of been a crazy time of year. So, um, so but I'm, I'm doing okay, and I'm kind of getting back to normal now and back into the swing of things so um so that's all good so it's so yeah it's good to get get back to normal and and move on forward and i'm excited to talk about this challenge and black and white photography and all of that stuff i think this is uh as we've seen another one of our popular themes we got a lot of listener submissions and i just i think black and white photography is just one of those really universal and interesting topics so I'm, i'm glad we're tackling it for today's episode yeah, I've seen that you have uh, posted some black and white uh, on Instagram, and you did this amazing one with the, with the colors uh, and black and white merging together for the steamboat willy. I really oh, like thank that. You. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the shots I took for that steamboat willy project earlier this year. That just uh, Lego didn't share it, and I never got the chance to share it. And then the the ninety first anniversary of the steamboat willy. Uh, animation was this past week so I finally got a chance to share some of those old shots and yeah that color and black and white one was one of my favorites and I think that's the first shot I took when I did that project so it was fun to kind of bring that back around. Yeah what's your relationship towards black and white photo photograph? Do you use black and white a lot in your photography or your photos? Uh, Yeah I was thinking that a lot about this challenge um as I was thinking about the shot to do for this episode and looking at everybody else's, I I really like black and white and I use it sometimes. I feel like I use it really sparingly or only for specific purposes. Like I tend to do black and white if I'm doing an homage to something like an old movie or, or um, if I'm taking a photo that is supposed to be like an older photograph or something, I'll kind of do black and white. But just generally... I don't use black and white very often. I, I really lean into colors and especially the this past year, I've really tried uh, learning more about color and using it more to tell stories in my photos and stuff. So, so I've leaned into color a lot more than I do with black and white. Um, I, and I don't know why that is specifically because doing this challenge, it was really fun to kind of pay attention to to black and white and the challenges with it and all that. And I, and I want to talk about some of that stuff, but, um, how about you? Uh, I know that your, your phone is in black and white automatically. (laughs) Like, I know you've mentioned that a few times. Why, why is that? Do you just like black and white photography more or what is it about black and white that, that draws you in like that? 
Um, I, I need to. Uh, this is two different. <laughs> this is two different <laughs> issues. I love black and white. I love black and white photos. I love mm-hmm. looking at black and white, and I, I love colors as well. I'm really fond of colors, but I have such um for me. I never get the colors to be the way I see them uh, in my my the camera. I can't really, mm. I can't really make the colors justice, to be honest. So I usually fall back on black and white in not so much in my toy photography, but but in my portrait photography, I I tend to use black and white almost all the time because I love the grayscale. Scales. Uh, the issue about my phone being black and white, which I always <laughs> have to to try to explain. Uh, I actually listened to this podcast about time well spent, and uh, they really suggested that one should try using a black and white screen because all the colours, especially the red colour, makes us kind of lean towards the, the phone and really give mm. it a lot of attention so it would be smoother and more it wasn't wouldn't be such a stressful mo- uh, that the, I w- will not give the phone the same attention when I have it in black and white at least that's mm. the idea I'm not sure it's working bec- but <laughs> to be honest I prefer I prefer to look at images on Instagram and black and white everybody especially in the toy photography community is better photographers in black and white compared to Mm. colors because using colors is to know when to use it and how to use it and to balance them and most photos really don't benefit from the colors you can portray the story more precise or more exact at least from my point of view in black and white hmm. yeah that, that makes total sense to me and and I think it's funny you mentioned not being able to really do colors justice and kind of leaning towards black and white to, to kind of make up for that I've definitely done that before where if I'm taking a photo and I and I like the composition and the lighting and everything but I just couldn't get the color right I'll just kind of check out how it looks in black and white and then I usually really like it in in that respect so so I've done that myself too and and I think this year when I really started using colors more was because I learned how to manipulate colors a lot in Lightroom and Photoshop so I'll take a photo and I and if I don't like the blue in the sky I'll kind of change the hues of that in Lightroom and and pick the blue that I really like so, so I'm kind of cheating in that respect and, and fixing my colors in post-production. And so that has really actually taught me to pay attention to colors and, and to, to learn which colors mix and which don't and, and all that stuff. So it's funny that um, it's, it's like I've only learned that because I've, I've learned these new tools, you know. But, but at the same time, black and white photography I have found really challenging just because without the color, what you're really working with is light and shadows and the, and the different you know, gray scales in between of white and black. And, and that I have found kind of challenging to do, especially if you're, if you're trying to tell a specific story and really focusing on the light and stuff like that, it can be really challenging in black and white, especially if all of your blacks just kind of blend into each other and stuff like that. I have found that challenging. So how about you? Have, have you found shooting in black and white to be challenging or, or dealing with those different things? Have you noticed 
uh, yourself looking at different aspects of the photo when you're shooting in black and white? I don't think I do that, actually. I think I do, <laughs> I do the same when I do in color or when hmm. I use color or I use black and white. I kind of... But when I actually made the choice for this image that I shared with you, I was really keen on working with the white, not with the mm. blacks, but but actually getting the figure to work against the white scale instead of the black scale. So, so but I use that. I do that in color as well. So it isn't that the challenge isn't. The lack of colors. Hmm. Um, I know. I don't. I don't think. Actually, I don't think I do any. I don't think I do it differently. No. Hmm. I think I see everything in black and white always. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think uh, it's 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 cool that we have different um, methods of using it and different ways of approaching it. And I'm sure that our listeners do too. Especially judging by all of the different submissions we got, people are using black and white in so many different ways. And I, I want to say too that um, our challenge was monochrome, which doesn't necessarily mean just black and white. It could also mean varying tones of a single color so a, a couple people did that too just played with uh, one specific color and and I thought that was really awesome as well even though I think when we were approaching this we were just kind of thinking of it in terms of black and white but monochrome could mean you know um, it just means single color yeah. so so I did want to mention that too to um, you know thanks to the listeners who who kind of stepped outside the box a little bit and did something different with this and played with color in a different way um, color is something I want to kind of focus more on next year so maybe we'll do different color challenges or, or something i think that might be pretty fun yeah. um yeah but, uh, did, did you want to oh sorry go no, ahead no 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 I, i'm thinking about black and white uh, and the benefits about with it and i'm thinking about the history of uh, photography and and if looking at images we kind of tend to like colors because our world or the way we portray the world in, through our brains is in colors so mm -hmm. the reason the only reason we have black and white images or black and white photography is actually the lack of possibility to um, to capture color in the early versions of cameras and films Mm -hmm. because yeah I wonder how photography would be different if we were just able to have color right yeah. from the bat like how would the whole history of photography and cinematography and stuff t uh, totally be different yeah yeah and if you look at the camera obscura you know when you put a small small uh, hole in a window and you can portray the what's outside of the window in a room it's in the color so so the first camera is actually in color is it in, it isn't in black and white <laughs> Did you want to jump into some of these listener submissions? Yeah. We got, like I said, so many. I think we got like almost 30 of them on Instagram and even more of them on MeWe. And Christina, I saw that you're finally on MeWe, commenting and, and liking people's photos there and stuff. I was kind of searching through there to pick photos to send to you, and I saw that you were already on there. So, so welcome <laughs> to the MeWe community. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to start with the TK Burgett. He made this mm -hmm. image that's called a somber mood filled with trenches that night. And it's a, a beautiful, it's really a beautiful image in grayscale. He works really well with the grayscale. He uses all the colors in the between white and black, maybe 
the bright white isn't that yeah he has every tone and it he, mm-hmm. this is really a good image that is black and white but looking at it it made me think about how we see black and white and we can make images of the history or times uh, that isn't now and how it looks like a a story from the first world war with all the uh, Mm -hmm. warriors lying in the ditches die die, dead i really like that and and made me think about i'm part of this culture heritages project and we talked about images and today you can use ai programs to actually make pictures portraying a historic moment in colors and it looks like a color photo so maybe we'll never in the future maybe there will not be any black and white images because we tend not to like them <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny i when i think of black and white photography one of the first things i think of is is those old photographs and war photographs like civil war photographs and stuff um, and this image is very evocative of that, as you mentioned, the soldiers in the trenches. And, and what I like is that um, Tyler put the color version next to this one so you can really compare. And I, I really like the black and white version more. I think it adds something more to the to the photo and, and makes uh, that connection to like old black and white war photographs, yeah. I think, makes the image really, really strong. So so kind of leaning towards our um, the iconography of that and our... Um, you know, history with photographs like that, I think really helps the story in this image and, and the feel of it and, and just helps bring the image to to a whole where, where the color version doesn't really make it stand out as much, I guess. Yeah, and it becomes a story not about the the intergalactic war that is part of Star Wars. It, more, it becomes more a, a story about a, a war that has been for... A, in in the history maybe world war one maybe world war two and you could think about the mass graves it's so it's so iconic for for what we actually have images of as war photography mm-hmm. even though we have never seen a war photo like this one a, a, a soldier carrying another soldier over their shoulder we have seen a lot of dead people in mass graves yeah of course we have but we haven't seen just this part of it i really yeah think it's yeah beautiful. yeah and applying it to applying that iconography to star wars and using both of those iconographies together i think really just brings this whole image together so tyler awesome job um such such a great photograph yeah. and and really really works well in black and white so and you so don't it really works for this challenge yeah and it, and it would have been a beautiful image in color as well but the black and white is at least from my part of view, point of view, the right cho- choice for an image like this one because it gives an, an extra layer on it because just like you said. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And um, the next one I wanted to talk about was from uh, Zeke Zaxoom, um, Sonny. Uh, he posted this, he, he submitted a few photos, which is great, but the one that really stuck out to me was his Twilight Zone tribute. Um, he's got this great like portrait-orientated image in black, uh, in black and white, obviously, and it's uh, mimicking the opening titles of the Twilight Zone. So he's got the great like spiral texture on the bottom, and he did this all with Lego and paper, which uh, means a lot to me. Like uh, really sticks out to me. It's something I love leaning into as well. So I love seeing Sonny playing around with it, where he cut out the actual Twilight Zone logo and text, 
with paper and put that down on the background and he's got a couple of the things that you see in the twilight zone opening like an eyeball floating around and a clock and and a door that he's cut out of paper just so many great little details including the fact that he he always puts this little watermark on his images and even the watermark is in black and white which is just a such a a, a little detail that i really appreciated so um sunny awesome job and this is this is the kind of direction I tend to lean to when there's a challenge like this, as I think of things like this that are already in black and white, like movies or, or films or TV or something. And uh, Twilight Zone is one of those things that is very famous, at least the original series, for being in black and white. And and I just thought this was such a great tribute, and the photo itself is beautiful. I love the the different tones he's using here, and that the, the he's using a lot of grays, which... Um, just adds so much dimension to the image and almost makes it look like there is a color to it. It kind of looks almost blue or greenish just because of the all the grays he's using in this image. So, so yeah, this one just really stood out to me. Yeah, I love it too. I really think it's beautiful. I love the soft, uh, the soft contrast in the image and how he worked with uh, the focus point, um, putting it on the figure and the clock and kind of making everything else in in softer focus maybe the logo in in the v is in focus but i really love the way he uses the focus as well yeah yeah it really helps you kind of move your eye throughout the image and and adds to the the swirling effect that we see with with the background yeah it's just a really great use of of depth of field so so sunny awesome awesome yeah and the way he uses light with the soft shadows is also so amazing working so well in the twilight zone just between uh, dawn or or in the evening when the sun goes down it's really really well done mm-hmm. yeah yeah so sunny awesome awesome job um and great tribute photo and like i said he submitted a few different ones and, and we'll include links to all of these photos on the blog post so people can see them but this is the one that the second i saw it earlier this month that just really jumped out at me and, and i knew that we had to talk about it so yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I have to be honest. I haven't really realized which images were in black and white when I'm looking. I've been looking at my phone, but one <laughs> image that really stood out to me, even though I thought it was in color the first time I saw it, was Astrid Haylight's images of these working women with the the dust in their faces it's it's a lego figure and it's a portrait it's really a close-up on the face and it's a a super lego figure and really typical the way we portray lego or we use portraits of toys in the toy community and she has put this black dust on the figures is really small dust so it really really works well with the figures and they have their helmets on and they seem to be working women and they are smiling and looking right at the camera when I saw these images I didn't realize that I've seen them before but not with Lego figures but with real working people in Sweden we have this photographer his name is John Hermason and he'd made this he has made these amazing portraits of working men and women, mostly men in in these fabrics in the 70s. And he portrayed them as part of his work, telling the story how it is to work in the factories, showing the, mm. the working conditions for these 
humans and he really has these amazing portraits just like Astrid's really hard contrast close up with people in working clothes all um, filled with dust and really black and white and they are so beautiful and she makes I don't even think she has seen the images but she makes a great homage to him that's awesome because it's funny this made me think of a different photographer who did something similar um his name is chris chrisman and he did the, these great portraits of working women um in in roles that we would typically assign to men you know so there's like a, a female firefighter or a female like a, a blacksmith or, or a woman working with these giant mining trucks you know um and very similar not those they're not in black and white or anything but just very similar um kinds of portraits with really sharp details, you know, and it, so these made me think of that immediately with all these different working women and, and the grime on their faces. So so it's cool that other photographers have done this too, and that Astrid's work is is invoking all of that. And I, and I just love how she balances the black and white here with the, the bright white of the helmets and, and the, the black of the dust just works really well. And the soft gray background, I think, was a brilliant choice because it really helps set set the figure apart from the background while also f making the image feel like it's one cohesive image with the colors. So I just thought this was a beautiful mix of textures and details and color uh, or, and, and, you know, black and white shades of black and white. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Black and white is also colors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Astrid, awesome, awesome photos. Um, just, and yeah, I love that she included like there's like one big close up and then four other um, smaller portraits that that just they all just look so good and and I just wish that there were you know ten more of them they're just I just love looking at them yeah so. me too I really love the this series is amazing I want all of them on my wall <laughs> I really yeah. love these <laughs> yeah and I thought it was impressive for Astrid too because her work is usually so bright and colorful and she's really really good at using colors so the fact that she was able to strip away all of the color from her from her image and still do something that is so eye-catching and, and so so beautifully lit and detailed it just shows that it's really good work so so Astrid awesome job yeah but I, I as I see it Astrid's work is always in black and white and it's always really <laughs> fine and really defined the story is the main focus here mm-hmm yeah, maybe grade. I should start switching my phone to black and white, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, you should. Uh, just, to, just to see what you see. <laughs> you should. Uh, is it my turn to pick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going for Tomek Skoog. He made this amazing image of Edith Piaf. Mm -hmm. And Edith Piaf is a French uh, singer. And he made her just the way images looked in the 50s. <laughs> I really <laughs> love this image. I love everything about it. I even love the singer. Um, this is a, a, it's a portrait orientated image. No, it isn't portrait. It's landscape orientated. But it is a portrait of this uh, singer or a, a legal figure with a mic in front of her. With a, a, it's a woman. A female figure with long hair and brownish I would guess it's brownish but it's black in this image and he has made it against a black uh, black background so it's black against black and that is tricky to get mm -hmm. the figure to stand out towards the black 
black black background when you have only black and white use and he makes it work so well using uh, some light coming from almost behind and the other light source seems to be in front of her i really think it's so amazingly done it's really really good yeah i was really impressed with how he was able to shoot the black against the black background because that that is really challenging and i think i would have been tempted to to put a little bit of backlight behind her or something to help separate the figure from the from the black background with like a little rim light or something but i i think he did an awesome job of this and it's it's cool that i can still i can still see the shape of the figure even though i can't really see it very clearly like if you look really closely you can see it but just at first glance there is a lot of black negative space here but just because of the way he's framed the shot and lit the shot I can still I can still feel the the figure there and see exactly you know her her movements and shapes and stuff so I, I thought that was a really good balance of of detail and and the deep blacks and and just yeah really impressive balancing act um making this image actually come through and uh yeah just just awesome job yeah, and so true to Edith Piaf, at least my image of Edith Piaf. I really love that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, I love that it's not just a black and white photo, but it's a, it's a tribute that really does make you think of her, and um, I think that just makes the photo even more effective. Okay, so my turn. Um, the next one we wanted to talk about was from our friend Doug, uh, who submitted this great image of one of the Powerpuff Girls. She's kind of in this tree branch, I guess. And and uh, this was another one where he showed us the color and the black and white version. And, and I personally like the black and white version more. I, I love that it really brings out some of the details and the contrast with this image, especially with the, the details of all these little leaves coming off of this little branch on the trees you can really see all of them because they're they're kind of contrasted against the bright white in, on half of this background and the figure kind of in the tree just really stands out more i think in in the black and white photo than it does in the color one um you had pointed this one out specifically to me this morning was there something about it for you that that really made it jump out for you i think I'm looking at the color image on my color screen as well. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say that as well. I saw this on my phone and I flipped between the two images and I can say the black and white image is more, there's more contrast in the black and white image, even on a black and white screen. So I could say to begin with that it was two different images and two different, different, uh, uh, ways of um, um, post-production in the images. It seems like he hasn't the same contrast in the color images image as he has in the black and white image. But that is another issue. I'm thinking about why I don't like the color image as much as I do with the the black and white one because everything in the color image makes me point at this figure but it kind of ends there because she's so bright in the colors so she all becomes this red spot against some sort of blue background with some gray greenish leaves in the foreground and it's all messy i can't really decide what he wants to tell for story with the image in the color one but when i look at at it in black and white i don't have to uh, work again the blue against the red and the gray it uh, it's only this amazing figure and she kind of stands out in in the as a figure kind of 
almost being in panic, falling down mm. or holding or waiting for help. Or, or, but it's more clear for me, the story in the image, in the black and white image compared to the, the color one. Yeah, I, I totally agree for all the reasons you said it, that just the, as you said, the, the color version is hard for me to kind of find the story there or to, to figure out what I want to focus on. But with the black and white one, it does make me, even though she is more, you know, the same shade and stuff as the, as the tree she's in, and she does stand out because she is this, um, you know, she's surrounded by, she's this toy surrounded by natural elements. So she immediately stands out and it does make me think that she's perched in this tree or hiding in this tree or something. And it just adds to the possibilities there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. Beautiful photo. Yeah. Really beautiful. And I'm thinking if I were to suggest some sort of idea for people to use when they do photography and they don't really know why they did the way they did look at it in black and white is it working in black and white do you actually portray the story in black and white and compare them use black and white to actually see if you can portray your story because the color kind of messes it up we kind of fall down a pit hole of just being looking at these beautiful colors and not seeing the figure or the story it centers the story around the toy when you use black and white yeah i totally agree i i tend to to focus or or to you know um look at black and white to see how i'm doing with the lighting and see how i'm doing with separating my my elements in the photo you know my figure from the background or adding in contrasting elements or something i find black and white really helpful to really show me what I'm doing with shadows and what I'm doing with light. And um, it's just, it, it does kind of help me kind of think of my image in a, in a different way and, th and stripping the color away from it kind of makes you focus on those other elements. Yeah. Um, especially as I said, cause I can, I can spend all day just tweaking photos or colors in Photoshop and stuff and you know, but um, having to focus on the black and white really makes you makes you look at other elements in the image that maybe you're not paying attention to because you're focused on on the colors instead yeah so, so it's a tool actually more you don't have to choose the black and white image or the monochrome image but use it as a tool to actually see if you portray what you want to portray yeah yeah absolutely um, and I think you had one more that you uh, yeah. that you brought up that you want to talk about, right? <laughs> As you said, I've been joining the MeWe community, and I'm the most most in inactive person on that MeWe community. I joined it, and I today I came back and actually looked through all the <laughs> images and tried to find the ones that were in this challenge. And one, I found several really beautiful images on the MeWe community and I'm really impressed with all the work and all the talk and all the the motion and all the community that's going around in the toy photography community. I'm really amazed that you're so active. I'm so happy that I can be part of it even though I'm not so active. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I found this Matt Fredericks image that I really, really love. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> so beautiful and it's working so well in black and white. Uh, most, maybe because of uh, 
the the images of the moon landing that is in black and white and makes me think of that uh, and the conspiracy and conspiracy theories around moon, the moon landing was it really <laughs> made or not and this is kind of a, a flirt with that idea uh, putting this space uh, lego figure in the uh, one uh, one third into the image has has put this um, spaceman and he's kind of walking in the desert and on the right hand side the the light comes in and it's all grainy and really you almost can feel it or or see it working through the clouds or the the sand that rises around this figure that's soon to land and take the next step on the moon uh, it's um it's fun it's really well composed it is really working well in black and white and it really flirts with the idea of there were no moon landing <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i totally agree and and it's funny this photo jumps out at me because i don't see it as the moon i see it as some other alien landscape like maybe it's mars or something like that because the the moon we know doesn't really look like this so if so this made me think of uh, how do you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this made me think of like, uh, what if this is a space mission that was around the same time, but we had gone to a different planet, like maybe this was Mars in the 60s instead, you know. Um, so, so that's what I loved about it was just kind of the, the playfulness of that and thinking of the, the possibilities here of, you know, classic space adventures. And, and I think of like 1950s sci-fi, you know, pulpy sci-fi stories and movies and stuff. And so that's what really made this jump out to me. And, and I totally agree with you about all the, the colors and the contrasts and the, I love all the deep shadows on the rock formations in the foreground. And then you can see that the, the even darker rocks in the background because they're farther away and the shades of the, the skyline. And like you said, the light coming in, it's just a really great balance of colors and shadows here as well. So um, Matt, yeah, great, great job with this. Um, I, I love that we both see so many different things looking at the same image. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really love the motion in this image as well. He's kind of moving forward and I'm just looking at one moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does a great job of using the composition to help us move throughout the image yeah. the like you said the the figure on the left is moving towards the right and he's kind of angled so that he's pointing in that direction and the rocks that he's above are kind of sloping downwards so it made makes me move my eye that way and then the light shining in from the right side is shining down and towards the left so that just as i'm looking towards the right of the image the light brings me back over towards the the astronaut here and it just it's a great job of making me flow back and forth through the image and, and look at all of the different details so the composition here as well is is really really great and the grain the grain i really love yeah <laughs> yeah I, lo I i personally love adding grain to to black and white photos just just to make them feel more to, to make them feel older make them feel like they were shot on film or something um so so i love that he added that detail as well and that and that kind of makes me think of classic sci-fi as well you know yeah yeah <laughs> truly <laughs> classic yeah. Uh, movies from the uh, 50s or 40s yeah yeah like the day the earth stood still or yeah. forbidden planet or you know yeah all those like great classic sci-fis 
So, and uh, I just wanted to mention too, briefly before we talk about our photos, I wanted to just thank uh, Matthew Wajad for, for having his own little micro challenge this month in the MeWe community. He tried doing a, uh, a black and white film challenge, um, and he had reached out to me on Instagram to ask if it was okay if he kind of piggybacked on our monochrome challenge for this. And, and I gave him the thumbs up, but when it's funny when he said that he was going to do a film challenge, I thought he meant like movies, but he actually meant like actual film, like camera film. So, so I love that he did a, it's like a little print swap photo challenge thing. I did, I haven't been too um, present around on MeWe, so I don't know how that is going, but I did just want to give him a shout out and thank him for, for heading that on and kind of piggybacking on this monochrome challenge. It's fun to see other people get inspired by this and do their own thing with it. And I, and I, and I also, you know, am interested in how people might fit, feel about doing toy photography with film and cameras, because that's uh, something that not a lot of people are probably doing. So it's, it's just an interesting angle to approach this from. So I just wanted to give him a little shout out as well. Was he the one who did this image of uh, a Lego figure next to a film roll? Role. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I saw that. I really loved that image as well, but I didn't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's got and the film says like black and white print film on it, so it's it's black and white yeah. film as well, and the photos in black and white, and it's really grainy black and white, yeah. which yeah, I, which I love. I, so. I love the Im the the idea behind that image with a figure next to this black and white. Uh, film roll standing next to one another in, in a black and white image i really thought it was such a <laughs> i didn't read anything before because i only read the image and i i kind of oh i like this one <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I think i actually yeah. commented on it as well <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah and i love that the film canister is like the same size of a lego figure yeah. too it's something i never really thought about but um yeah, just it's, it was really cool to see that. So, so Matthew, uh, thanks again for doing that and awesome photo as well. Uh, okay, cool. So, did you want to switch gears then and, and talk about our photos? Yeah, and, but, and I'm really curious to hear um, why we chose the things we did. Uh, I love that, as we'll see in a minute, our images are pretty much the polar opposites of each other as far as color goes. So, so that was really fun to see, uh, and so I'm excited to talk about it for that reason too. Yeah, I thought about that as well. <laughs> Mine was kind of white and you were kind of black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really leaned into the shadows for mine and you really went the opposite direction for yours, which I love. I love that we both took totally different directions for this challenge and ended up with totally different images. So so I'm excited to talk about them and hear your process about going through yours. Um, I'm sure you want to talk about mine first, though. So, yes. so did you want to jump into yes, it? Yes, I'd love to talk about yours first because okay, cool. I get so <laughs> many, many ideas of what it could be and where I am and why I'm in this situation. I really love it. I really... <laughs> I love the way you have composed it. I have to start though. It's a, it's a landscape orientated image and it's mainly black. You could say two thirds of the image is black. And in the image, there is only one part or one frame that is in, in, in the light. And there is a doorway and the door is open and from the door there is castings light into this room where I'm standing as a viewer looking at the man. Maybe he's going outside or maybe he's going into the room. I can't really say. It could be that he's been, it's, it's 
the light is outside and he's going in or I pretend that he is inside and someone has knocked on his door and he has opened the door and to safeguard him he has this pistol in his hand and he looks like a cowboy a cowboy cowboy with his hat and some tie and I can see the details he seems to have glasses looking outside and I can't see any threat in the image I only see that it's totally black outside and the image makes me think about uh, the series that is on HBO the one with the robots uh, oh Dolly oh, uh, Westworld yes Westworld yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love Westworld <laughs> I truly love Westworld and this is kind of like Dolores father opening the door for the man in the black hat outside mm. and kind of uh, shielding his daughter from from whatever is outside or could be coming there I really love the way you make me kind of fall into the pit hole of, of Westworld and it also makes me think about uh, traditional West uh, Western films uh, with a cowboy with a threat outside and the 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 um, the gangsters and the body hunters and all that but for me it's an image a black and white image from Westworld yeah <laughs> I'm going for that <laughs> uh, oh that's interesting I didn't think of that at all but um, uh, but it's so it's fun to hear hear that yeah. yeah and I love the way you have used even though the figure is all in shadow because he's backlit uh, you can see details of his costumes and his face and in the doorway I can see a small uh, reflection of his hand at least I read it as part of his hand almost re reaching the doorknob even though he isn't even in nearby the doorknob only the reflection is oh, it's so much details that are really well composed really well done really really well done Thank you. Thank you so much. It's funny. I didn't uh, think of like Westworld or Westerns at all with this. I was thinking more of like a classic like noir tales with like uh, gritty detectives investigating things, you know. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the direction I yeah. went. And I was actually inspired by um, Tobias Scheel. Yeah. He does a lot of great uh miniature photography and black and white photography and he does a lot of great noir inspired photos and he's done um a few blog posts on our website and a few great six image narratives i'll link to his his page on the on the blog post so you guys can see his work because i don't think he's on instagram i think he's only on MeWe. i could be wrong but um but yeah he was what initially inspired me for this and it's funny i actually took this photo the day we recorded our last podcast you did so yeah <laughs> i i felt like i was cheating because because I, I just took care of this one on the first day and was like, okay, cool, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, which is so uncharacteristic of me. I usually wait until the, the very, very last minute. But once we got done talking last time and I was thinking about black and white photos and what I wanted to do, my mind immediately went to you know, black and white movies. And, and I thought it would be fun to do some kind of like gritty detective noir thing, like a private eye. Um, so I had remembered that Tobias does a lot of great work like that. And I looked at his and he is a very similar shot. I kind of 
stole his composition for this image and and used it in a different way but he has a figure standing in a doorway very much like this and the shadow casting and stuff and so I wanted to play around with that and kind of show it's funny you you saw this as him going outside because I see it as him going inside um and that he's like investigating some crime and he's opening up this creaky door into like a scary abandoned house or something and that's why he's got his gun out and um and he's gonna like walk in here and investigate and, and I really tried to to have everything else black just to make it more mysterious and and a little scarier yeah. and, and to kind of put you in the mindset of this figure just walking into this dark scene uh, with nothing but his gun and his fedora so so um so that's what I was going for but it's it's funny hearing your interpretation of it because I can totally see where all those things are coming yeah. from <laughs> so you can see yeah. Westworld <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially with like the kind of pistol I chose, looks like an old like Western revolver or something, and and the hat could look like a cowboy hat, and so yeah, it's fun to see see that different interpretation of it. Yeah, it could be Dolores home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it absolutely could be. Yeah, and it, and it totally could be him walking outside yeah. as well into the, like the the black of night. Yeah. So so I love that that I was able to. Uh, even without like meaning to, you know, create this image that has a couple different uh, readings to it. So, so I'd lo- I'd love to hear our listeners what like what they think of it and what it makes them think of, which kind of stories, because uh, clearly you and I had different interpretations. So yeah, it's open for for actually making your own story around it. It should, and a good image should be like that. It could be a a, a story that the photographer have thought of, but I can think about a totally different one. And I really, mm-hmm. I really think this is a story. Yeah, about yeah. Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love that. I love that. It's 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 cool to kind of once. It's one thing I love about photography and and sharing your work with others is that you're kind of giving up a little bit of ownership of it and letting other people interpret it however they will. So so it's always fun to hear how people interpret it. That's one thing I love about doing this show with you is hearing your thoughts about it and 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 hearing how different it is than what I was going for or what I initially see and seeing like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense to me. So it's always fun to, to kind of do that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you like this one. It was, it was, I felt, like I said, like all month long, I was cheating because I had just taken it the first day and I, I kept kind of returning to different ideas and thinking, well, maybe I should try this or maybe I should try this. But I was just always really happy with this one. Oh, it just came good. out how I wanted. You so, so yeah, that doesn't happen all the time. So it's nice to embrace it when it does yeah, happen. Yeah, <laughs> you should be really pleased. I love the way you have framed the figure in the doorway. It's so well done. And I love the soft shadows and the hard shadow just under the door or just in the trash in the where the door starts and you can see there is a hard shadow but then it's, it's all soft and really beautiful <laughs> thank you thank you so much um yeah i want to talk about yours just it was so fascinating that they yours is the complete on the opposite side of the color spectrum and and uh than, than mine was because you're dealing with pretty much all highlights in your image yeah and um <laughs> yeah yeah uh so so that was really fun to see that we approached this totally differently and maybe that speaks to our our kind of um artistic choices or or the things that we usually lead to because i know how much you love light and and stuff like that so so it makes sense to me that you would pick this image um, yeah, but, but i'll explain to people what i see and then we can jump into it so this is a 
portrait-oriented image, and it's of uh, your classic Stormtrooper. And um, I love that you have such shallow depth of field here. So the Stormtrooper is standing, facing away from the camera. It almost looks like he's kind of turning just because of the way his body it's like his torso is a little is angled more to the right than his legs are so it looks like maybe he's walking out of the shot or he's getting ready to leave um and and the way the lighting is coming in you just have the the bright bright white light at the top and it kind of goes down to a, a softer gray as, as you go down towards the image so that really makes the figure almost disappear at the top of the image you can barely see the outline of his helmet especially with the shallow depth of field and the white of the Stormtrooper armor really blends into the white of the background. But you've managed to, to keep him separate as well. I can totally see the lines of his arms and his legs and his and his body. Like, he, he really does stand out from the background, even if he matches the tones. So, so you did a great job there as well. And um, the, the interesting thing for me is that the depth of field and the focus seems to be on his, like, holster, which is empty. Um, so maybe, uh, and, and he's not holding the gun in either hand either. So, so that makes me think maybe he's walking off into the distance away from, from war, or maybe he's died and he's going to, to the great beyond somehow, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it just, this makes me, it really makes me think of like that heavenly kind of, um, aesthetic that we've seen so many times. And, and I love the, the, also like his, his feet are a little bit in, um, in focus so you can really see that he's kind of turned away and maybe walking away and the texture on the ground it makes it look like it's uh, snow or, or something like that so so I just love the the composition here and the movement that you that you've able been able to achieve here with this figure just by kind of tweaking his arms and, and his torso a little bit even though he's totally stationary and both of his feet are on the ground it does look like he's about to walk or he's walking away so so I, I just love the composition but the the lighting here is what really really stands out to me with the with the bright bright lights and and how you've managed to to keep the figure separated from all of that I, I bet that was really challenging to do and um, I think you really pulled it off well thank you yeah. yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful photo. I, I, I love it. Thank you. I wish I had this huge backstory about it, but I don't have. I don't have that. <laughs> the idea was so simple. I really, I really like the way he kind of blends into the, the softness of the light, and mm -hmm. how, I really love the way photography makes me become part of something else the best moments I'm it's more a, a image about just that feeling you know you have when when you really is letting the mind just lose control and you focus in the moment and be part mm. of that moment and really capturing that uh, and I really thought that this image is kind of an image of that <laughs> hmm. The best yeah, times when you are really out photography, making, doing photography and really feeling that you lose yourself in the moment, in the light, mm. in the figure. And the story don't have to be that huge. It only has to be a person walking away, leaving you. All my images in November is about someone leaving me. <laughs> mm. Because everything is kind of grey and hopeless and we are just <laughs> waiting for the light 
to come back. <laughs> oh, if someone were to look through my albums and see the images I do in November, they would see that I do these images all through <laughs> November. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it though. I love that um, you're you're letting the the kind of the seasonal aspect of it wash over you and show in your photos. And and it's funny. I don't see this as as like a sad thing of him leaving. Like you said, it's kind of him walking off into the distance and, and, and being alone or being to himself or, or walking out of focus. I just, I don't feel sad about it. You know, maybe that's just because of the bright colors. Um, I'm sure if this was all black, I, I would feel differently, but, um, but, but yeah, I just, I love how he's just like one second away from, from being totally out of focus yeah. and just disappearing into, into the white background. And maybe this is a big snow blaze a snowstorm or something like that and that's where he's going like a big whiteout kind of snowstorm but 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 yeah i i just love that we're cap that you're capturing like this moment in time just like right before he he walks out of frame uh, and, the, and in the next frame or the next moment you look there he there is no you're only you're all alone <laughs> yeah left behind <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i love that and uh, and it and that could be it could be seen as like a scary thing too of him just walking off and then he's gone and and you're left here alone and and are you following this figure? Are you expecting him to come back? Is he not going to come back? So it just adds a lot of a lot of depth to that, which is which is great from such like a quote unquote simple photo as as just a figure standing here. So I love that you've been able to put so much depth into it with with so little happening. Nothing is happening. Everything is happening in <laughs> in the viewer. <laughs> if the viewer lets lets let the image take time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like that he doesn't even have a gun. There's not a gun in his holster. He, you can't see his face. So, it's a, it, you've stripped this photo of of basically everything. You've stripped it of color, of details, of of a lot of the focus, and and and, and it works really, really well. It's a beautiful, beautiful image. Thank you. So. Yeah. So why do you think we both like why do you think uh we ended up with such different shots? You you clearly went in the in the white direction and I went in the shadows direction. What what do you think it is? Do you think it's just because of the photographers that we are or 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 what would you say um the the reason is for that? Oh, um I think I think there's two different reasons. One is <laughs> that I'm too lazy to bring out the lights and actually work with the shadows and creating this studio. I only use harsh light or really, really, really harsh light when I know that it is available. I usually, I think one of the reasons is that I use... Uh, I work outside, I work outdoor, I work with natural light in, and the small figure is really hard to get to work. When you do this, you have to make a, use the studio. I think that's part of it, me, me being in my comfort zone, not actually mm -hmm. working outside of my comfort zone because I really like the noir thing and I thought about it and I realized it's too much work, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're more ambitious working with the light and I think you are in your comfort zone. <laughs> so we are both in our yeah. comfort mm -hmm. zone. Uh, and, uh, and I think another thing about us as photographer is I don't... I think we have different, for me, the story is always, always inside the viewer, always. Mm -hmm. It's always important. So I don't have to have so much. 
I don't think you have it either. I think you have really stripped your images and I don't think you ever had a lot of uh, attributes. But you kind of use the light as a hard attribute in your image. And I really love that. You tell the story with the shadows and the black against the white and the figure walking towards and the way you portray it from above. You have this angle almost from above. And that makes it dramatic. And I think you're more dramatic than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think it's... Um partly too, just the influences we're going for or the things we're inspired by. Like I really wanted to, to go for more of a story driven, noir driven photo. And, and you wanted to do something that was more, uh, like you said, the story is in the viewer. So I think that, um, I think that was a really astute observation and something that, that kind of defines us as photographers in a big way. And then the things that we kind of go for in general, um, as we've seen all year long on this podcast. But but I just love that we're able to, to take something like this challenge and do two, two completely different things with it um, and, and have a, a great discussion like this. So this is just such a, a, a another reminder of how great this podcast is for, for me to do personally and, and to chat with you about this every month and, and to hear all of these insights. It really makes me think differently about why I'm approaching things the way I am and, and, and how I'm looking at other people's images. Because I think when I look at something, I am always looking for the story first and I'm not thinking of that, that, that the story is within me and, and that I need to, to be a little more introspective if I'm looking at something and thinking that in those terms, I'm always like, well, what's happening in, in this image, you know? So, so it really does make me step outside of my comfort zone in that way and, and think of, photos in, in a different sense so so for that reason this was a great challenge to do as well but you all you as a photographer is so well composed you're really looking for the right angle to tell your story in your image the angle is so it's all it's a bit above it's almost a camera angle that we really recognize from from the the movies or the tv series mm -hmm. that we see it's kind of above and you know that the camera will move in the next scene it will go close up to the to the figure and i'll see him uh, working his uh, with his eyes around in the the empty room or in outside of the the cottage uh, Mm -hmm. and so it's so cinematic and, and really works and I think you really I think I'm so I'm not so cinematic in my images either I, I wish I were because I would love to be Hitchcock but mm. I'm more I, I pretend that I'm working with watercolors <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love that and I think do you think part of that is just because of your history with like portraits yeah. and stuff? I think I think that shines through with these things as well that you're that that you're photographing these subjects, but you are really leaving the interpretation up to the viewer and and um, yeah, and I think I am definitely more cin cinematic driven, and and that's always the first thing I think of is I think of the camera angle telling the story because I think well if this were a movie or something what would the camera angle yeah. be so that's why I went with uh it's called a dutch angle for for what I did where it's kind of tilted and um and I and that's one of my favorite camera moves to do and it's something I try I'm, I'm trying more and more because it's something that just tilting the camera like that shows that there's something off or there's something wrong yeah. or, it, or it just adds a little bit of mystery to the yeah. shot so so that's what that was really fun to experiment yeah. with this so, in, in this challenge it's yeah. a well chosen it's so it works so well and really brings <laughs> <Thank> me <you. laughs> it really brings me to Westworld. 
Yeah, which I love. Yeah, I'm gonna be thinking of my photo in the in those terms now. Yeah, I'm really thinking of the Westworld thing. And maybe I'll maybe I'll do something else like this with with an actual cowboy or something. Yeah. That would be fun. Yes, yes, yes. Do like an old school western kind of yeah, shot. Yeah. Especially I've been watching um, the Mandalorian on on Google or on Disney Plus right now, and I, and I know that's not available all around the world, but uh, but that show has really kind of reignited my excitement for photography this month, and and given me so many different ideas, and and that show really leans into the western aesthetic. So I've been doing a lot of uh, like Western angles and, and shots and stuff like that, but I haven't done something like that in black and white yet. So maybe I'll try that next and, and see how that goes. Yeah, and so much drama in the image and there is no drama at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm not a very dramatic person in real life, so I think maybe I, I use that drama in my photos instead. <laughs> you know, oh, that's good. As a way of I love it. letting that out. <laughs> So um, all in all, I think this was a really interesting and fun challenge, and, and I loved seeing all of the different listener submissions. I wish we could talk about all of them, but um, as always, I'll include them on the blog post so people can see them at uh, toyphotographers.com. I really hope people go check that out and check out the two hashtags on MeWe and Instagram, uh, hashtag TP underscore monochrome, so you guys can see everybody's photos. Thank you to everybody who participated with us and took their own black and white photos or monochrome photos if you did something in a different color. Um, like I said, I want to tackle more color kind of stuff in 2020, so um, maybe we'll have more discussions about that later. But but yeah, thank you to everybody who participated with us this time. This was another successful challenge for us and, and just a really fun one to do. Super successful, and I really loved it. M- me in my black and white screen, we kind of embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and I just I loved seeing black and white photos show up all month long on my feed and and seeing that they were connected to this and and just it's fun to see other people embrace these challenges and step out of their own comfort zones too and and join us in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So so thank you everybody again for participating. This is actually going to be our last theme for the year. Um, we're getting into the busy 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 time of year now. So I I probably. I'm not sure we're going to have any podcasts in December. I haven't decided that yet. I'm taking some vacation time in December, and I'm really, this is going to be the first vacation I've had in a couple of years, so I'm really going to try to unplug from responsibilities and stuff like that. That sounds good. And, and kind of take a break, and the holidays are coming up. So so uh, there may be a podcast later uh, in December. There may not, um, but rest assured, we have a bunch of exciting podcast plans for 2020. Christina and I are going to do another uh, recap episode like we did earlier this year, where we kind of look back at 2019 and look back at our own photography journeys and and these podcast themes and all of that stuff. I think that's going to be a really fun episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to record that one probably in December, but that may not air until early January. But um, just know that even if the podcast is going to be a little uh, more sparing these, these next couple weeks, 2020 is going to be an exciting year. I've, I've got some fun stuff planned, and uh, and I'm excited to, to talk about all that stuff when the time comes. Are but um, thank you lot... to everybody who's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Are you going to do a lot of photography in December then? When you're going to... Yeah, yeah, vacation? hopefully. Um, yeah, 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 that's my plan is to um, to really just unplug from, from work and, and all of that kind of stuff and just 
relax and and part of relaxation for me is doing photography i just my wife always is kind of like you can never sit still you know it's like (laughs) i I always have to be doing something and and, but for me that is relaxing so so i am going to try to use that time to to do some photos i've been wanting to do but haven't had the the time or energy to do and uh and i also have a few reviews i'm working on and, and projects i'm doing so i really have to to buckle down and get those things done now that i'm feeling better and now that uh, my life is kind of getting back to normal. So so I will be busy over the next uh, month or so, but it's it's all going to be fun stuff. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I, I look forward to uh, to to next year. And, and Christina, you um, you you want to keep doing this next year? Is that yes, right? Yes, I these, will. These I will be doing this <laughs> next year with you. And I'm awesome. so happy that you want to do it with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really do. This is this is always like one of the highlights of my month. I always look forward to these chats with you and um, just these more fun, laid back uh, episodes, conversational episodes, just about photography. It's a, it's a great way for me to to talk through some of the things I'm working on with my work, and I and I and I love speaking to you about photography and hearing your your history with things and, and your insights as well. It, it always is eye-opening to me yeah. and uh, and really beneficial. And I think it's actually helped me a lot as a photographer. So so I thank you for that. And then also just our friendship that has kind of blossomed over doing this podcast together has been really fun as well. So I definitely want to keep that going. Me too. Just for the, yeah, just for the possibility to, to keep talking to you every month. You yeah, know? you make me, so. me, make me at least go out once a month month to do type <laughs> photography so so it kind of keeps me on the uh, at least in the surface of doing some toy photography and uh, I'll, I'll get back to that uh, in the recap uh, episode because i actually I, i'll i got back to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 we'll, we'll cover all of those things later yeah. but um <laughs> Yeah, but but thank you again for doing this uh, black and white challenge with me, and thanks to all of our listeners. Um, please, guys, if you if you uh, have things to say about our photos or other people's photos, join us on the blog post at toyphotographers.com or find us on yeah, Instagram and, and MeWe now. Christina's on MeWe, so go ahead and start tagging her in things and uh, try to get her more active over there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try <laughs> at least a month, once a month. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean that's probably how often I'm posting in MeWe at, at this point right now. And, but I I always am uh, scrolling through there and checking out people's things. I just it's one of those uh, things I just kind of forget about. So I, I'm trying to get back into the groove because I, I love that community as well. It's amazing! Um, what so. a community and what a yeah! It's such a great community and people share their work and they talk about it and they really get stuff said about it it's really like flicker in the beginning of uh, 2009 or something like that yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's a lot it really does make me think about um the g plus we community excuse me the g plus community we had and um and they've done a just a beautiful job over there of, of ignite reigniting a community for us and and building a, a great space for people to to share their work and and share their stories and stuff so so if you guys aren't on MeWe, uh please go ahead and check it out and uh we will see you guys there and um yeah, if I don't talk to you guys again until 2020, thank you to everybody who has listened to and supported this podcast over this year. Um, this has just been, it's it was kind of the craziest and busiest year I've had in a, in a long time personally, but um, creatively and 
And personally, with this toy photography hobby, it's just been so rewarding. And this podcast has been a big part of that. And I thank everybody who's been along with the journey for me and who's going to um, stick around for 2020 with all the exciting things we have there. So um, oh. until then, I hope you guys have great holidays and uh, Happy New Year. Christina, I'm sorry. Were you yeah, say something? I want to say as one of the listeners, thank you, James, for doing the podcast for us and to make it available for us to listen to you talking to all these photographers all around the world about toy photography. It's really fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to have the, the privilege to do it and uh, I'm excited for to c- continue doing it on to the next year. And um, But yeah, thank you so much. And uh, Christina, I will talk to you again for our recap episode. I look forward to that. And uh, until then, take care, everybody. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. Our editor is Josh Kittleson. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.